Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York. Today is August 29th, 2021, and we have a nice overcast, kind of chill uh, Sunday. It's not like hot and sunny. Of course, it's still early in the morning. I'm podcasting early today because I have a full day ahead of me. So we'll see if the sun burns all the fog off. But right now, nice breeze coming through my window, cup of coffee here as we get ready to talk to you about what happens this week, week of August 29th. Um, Again, September, two days from now, September is coming. Also, I just wanted to do a little shout-out. I am going to be teaching at Omega Institute up in Rhinebeck, New York, the last weekend, actually, you know, a month from now, uh, the last weekend in September, we're doing an astrology uh, workshop weekend. It's uh, five astrologers, myself, um, Kay Taylor, who's the president of OPA, Rick Levine, who is a brilliant astrologer out in Seattle, Maurice Fernandez, who is was the president of OPA. As you might guess, this was founded by this. This conference was promoted by OPA and Catherine Andron, uh, a New York-based astrologer. So we're going to be talking on this shift in consciousness that's going on for all of us. Um, And it's a really fun place. If you've never been to Omega, I totally recommend it. It's about an hour and a half, two hours outside of New York by train. Um, And it's just beautiful. It's, It's a beautiful rolling campus. Of course, it'll be September, so the leaves will be changing. They have fabulous food. Um, and the, 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 the class size is shaping up to be nice. It'll be, uh, you know, just star watching. Hopefully the nights will be clear. We'll be able to watch the stars. But a lot of really, really good information. And it actually seems to be one of the first astrology conferences that's happening in person since COVID started. So I'm kind of excited to be part of it, and I love Omega. You know, I've never been on the faculty before, but I've spent many, many a wonderful weekend up there learning things. Tarot um, from Rachel uh, Pollock and Mary Green, um, you know, workshops on food, workshops on body healing, a wonderful workshop with um, uh Donna Blake on her name, the body, the energy worker, Donna Eden. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful place. They have wonderful workshops. So consider joining us. It's that last weekend in September. starts Friday afternoon. We have lectures Friday night, uh, all day Saturday, and we end at noon on Sunday. So Omega, O-M-E-G-A. And also, I'm going to put a little shout-out for Astrology in Your Pocket. A number of you have written that you really have found it helpful. I offer that service through astrology hub you get a daily audio into your computer into your phone or sent to your email with a list of the really important aspects that are taking place so forward into the week of august 29th this week actually features the third the the next hammer of thor yesterday uh we had air square pluto um and you know so it was building up obviously air square pluto certainly on the world stage is, is Afghanistan um, and the evacuations going on there and the shift in power. Eris Pluto is a shift in power um, or a, a confrontation with power. So this week the sun is going to go through that uh, Eris Pluto um, square and it is going to finish it, right? So we had uh, Venus go through it. We had Mars go through it. 
we had Mercury go through it. Now we're going, or we had Mercury go through it. Then we had Mars go through it. Then now we're going to have the sun. So the sun's going to go through it on September 1st, um, which, of course, is when we're supposed to be out of Afghanistan, uh, the United States, and all of the NATO people. Um, so we're going to watch for that as the culmination wrap-up kind of energy of the uh, parade of planets through Eris and Pluto square. Now, of course, we, we had Venus, we had Mercury, we had Mars, so we've learned what, what's in value to us, what's important to us. We've learned how to think about it in a different way, Mercury. And then Mars going through it, obviously that was the bombing that we had last week. Um, it took a number of lives. And also, you know, here just in general, we're you know, every, well, that was everybody fighting. Um, it seemed like the whole world was on fire with their... Uh, arguments uh, and so this week the sun goes through which should be helpful I don't I'm not anticipating that being particularly gruesome uh, for a couple of reasons the sun often calms everything down it allows you to see things in a way you perhaps hadn't seen them before so that's what we're going to be watching for we're going to be watching for some illumination today the sun squares the nodes of fate giving us a choice about how we're going to proceed about things and as Eris and Pluto go through um, the square tomorrow, uh, they're in orb of it, of course, the last day or so, and they'll be in orb of it two days after. Um, but the exactitude is the 1st of September. So we're going to learn things about our power struggles, our power dynamics. And, of course, Eris-Pluto, um, we have four of five. This is the fourth one we had this week. The fifth one's in October. And then the two of them split up. They have not had this argument for hundreds of years, um, and they are, you know, going to have set in motion whatever the changes are that need to take place, because squares get us activated. And this is um, Pluto uh, is the slower-moving planet in this case. So he's in Capricorn, so he's going to be in uh, psychological integration about our understanding of power as he then moves towards Eris. And he says, okay, so what is power? How does it work? And um, we're all psychologically integrating that on some level. What is our power? Where is it? What, what, do we have any power? What, is power? what does power ask of us? So these are going to be important questions as we work with the energy this week. Remember, we still have every outer planet retrograde. When you look at a map of the sky, you'll see all the little planet, the personal planets, all of us, the Venus and the Mercury and the Mars and the Sun, all over on one little clump in Virgo and a little bit in Libra, and all of the big planets, the, the institutional planets, the, the culture, the society planets, Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, Neptune, Uranus, Eris, uh, Chiron, all retrograde, all retrograde over there on the, our far side of the sky looking at us. So we are really in an interesting position with these planets all retrograde simultaneously because we're looking at our lives, we're looking at the structure of our lives, we're looking at the structure of our world and our society, and we're making decisions about what we want to do and how we want to approach it. Now remember, Virgo is a busy, busy sign, likes to work hard. Mars this week has some very strong aspects. Um, he has an opposition to Neptune, and then after that he has a trine to Pluto. So he's in Virgo, and he's getting stuff done. But with the opposition to Neptune and and this little hammer of Thor coming, you know, I'm also thinking about um, 
Mars, Neptune is water. We also have Sedna. I don't talk about her a lot because she is an ocean goddess, uh, and she's the Inuits, you know, up in the north part of the uh, the north part of the world. Um, she was um, uh, had, had a, she has a hard story. She was promised off by her father in marriage, and she ended up and ended up the guy beat her, and he wasn't really nice, and she had to live on a rock on a cliff. You know, and you know, it's not you know, rock on a cliff in the Antarctic or in the Arctic is not a fun life. So she pleads to come home, and her father goes to get her, and then of course, Sedna's mad, or the the forces of the the god who she'd been sold to were mad, so they rocked the seas and made it really violent. So the father threw her overboard, you know, thinking, well, if I get rid of her, um, I'll be okay. And, of course, it didn't calm the sea. She's hanging on to the boat, so he cuts her fingers off. I know it's a little gross, but this is a Sedna, this is an Eris Pluto Sedna story. He cuts her fingers off, and she falls to the bottom of the ocean, and she drowns. But her fingers become the seals and the porpoises and the fish of the bigger fish, the, the whales of the ocean. And so the shamans would go and visit Sedna and comb her hair because she doesn't have any fingers before they would go out on a hunt. She's an ocean goddess. She stations this week. She's stationing today, right? Uh, today, tomorrow. And, of course, we see this huge hurricane bearing down on uh, Louisiana and our friends down south in the United States. On the anniversary of Katrina, uh, Sedna stops. Now, she's also a slow mover, right? So they were saying, oh, you know, this is the anniversary of Katrina, which I'm sure is making everybody... And then, oh, now she's a Category 4. Oh, you know, so Sedna stationing, we're going to see the power of the ocean. And then Mars comes in on September 1st and 2nd and has an opposition to Neptune. So we'll see the, the power of water. I first became aware of Sedna. She recently was discovered. And then we had the Boxing Day tsunami in Indonesia. She got discovered that year, and then boom, that Boxing Day tsunami hit. And up up until then, I hadn't really known much about tsunamis. But when that puppy landed all over Indonesia from the earthquake, I was like, oh, wow, the ocean is powerful. Water is powerful. So we have a lot of water this week with Mars opposite Athena, Mars opposite Neptune, the beginning of the week, September 1st, September 2nd, and, and of course, we have Sedna stationing on August 30th. So as she stops, we know these outer planets that were discovered by the Hubble Telescope, so we can anticipate, you know, the power of that. And so she's not a particularly happy goddess. You know, we, we appreciate Mike Brown at the Jet Propulsion <laughs> Laboratory wanting to put more women in the pantheon of gods as the Hubble Telescope discovers them. But he's picking some people with some pretty hard stories. But also when Sedna got discovered, one of the things that really came to the front in our consciousness was the ocean, you know, and what's going on with the ocean and how it's, you know, changing and shifting and how its currents are based on temperature. You know, there's a thing called the escalator that comes up the Gulf of Mexico and goes across Greenland and then down Europe, which is why Britain and Ireland and those countries that are very high are actually temperate because they get the, they get the warming from the Gulf Current, unlike the west coast of the United States, Alaska and Canada. It's, not, it's cold up in that part of the sky. So, you know, I never knew there was an escalator 
<laughs> and it's comprised of, you know, the currents at different levels making the water move based on the heat of the water. Uh, so, you know, so we're learning a lot about the power of the ocean in terms of our uh, world. And I just got a book on the wind. Uh, there's a, was, I, I monitor this one site because it always has interesting books, and it was on the power of air, the power of wind, which, of course, did all the... Um, all this sailing. And I remember back when I was working at uh, USAID, selling them computer services, and this guy sat in the lunchroom. We, we had a map of the world. And you know, I was in the Vector and Biology and Control Project. We kept k- track of bugs around the world, particularly malaria. But he sat there, and he, with the map of the world, he mapped out where the wind blew and how it affected the trading patterns, because back in the old days, they traded by wind. The ships were carried by wind. And I had never really thought of it. And, you know, the, this guy also had been in Afghanistan a lot, and so I was think, I've been thinking about him a lot with all the stuff going on in Afghanistan. And then I saw this book on the wind, and I thought, oh, okay, how the wind has shaped our world. I thought, oh, this is the same guy doing that lecture, which I had never thought about the trade winds and where they were. And while there were the doldrums and while there were the different sections of development based on where the wind would land the trading ships. So um, the ocean's powerful. And uh, as she stations, as Sedna stations, um, she does speak to the, the, um, the abuse of women also. And, of course, Eris and Pluto, definitely have an, an energy around abuse of women. So we're going to see that as a little bit of a theme this next week. Uh, we also have some positive stuff. Mercury is <laughs> entering into Libra. Um, one of my favorite signs, my Mercury's in Libra, so I'm about to have my Mercury return. But Mercury in Libra is communication, talking, connecting, relating. Now, the interesting part of Mercury in Libra is he's going to be in that sign until November 7th. And when you hear that, you go, wait, wait, Mercury's supposed to be in the sign only 21 days. And he is in Libra, you know, what, two months, right? Um, Over two months, because he has a big retrograde coming up. So Mercury enters Libra Monday, and he will be in Libra, uh, running through the Libra house of your chart. Now, when he goes into Libra, he likes to partner, he likes to communicate, he likes to get deals done, he likes to settle lawsuits. I have a number of clients with lawsuits outstanding right now, and they're all, you know, suddenly all the settlement dates are coming up. So that's a good sign. Uh, and as Mercury goes in, handles, you know, travels through Libra, we can look for him to be negotiating partners. Uh, we don't have to worry about the retrograde shadow yet, but we shift. So we're going to see him come out of Virgo, where he's about to-do lists and attention, and he goes into, uh, you know, process, relation, communication. So I do encourage you in this last day or so of Mercury in uh, Virgo, make a big list. Just write everything down. You don't have to do it all, but just, like, gather the thoughts, put the list that you, you want to get done, you know, because you got Mercury in Virgo. So he's going to remember all the details, and then when Mercury goes into Libra, you can definitely find people to partner with to help you get it done. We also have Venus in a hard aspect at the end of the week, uh, next the 5th. She's got a square to Pluto, um, and she's, of course, in Libra squaring Pluto in Capricorn, which then means she also has an opposition to Eris, which does not take place until next week, uh, the 6th. But Venus is moving in to form a T-square, 
which asks us to think about our relationships, our partnerships, and what we want to do. And on the second, Venus has a hard aspect with the nodes of fate, where we kind of look at things and say, hmm, maybe I want to change how that works. Maybe I'm, maybe that's okay, that was okay, but now I want to shift it. So Venus is looking to partner in slightly different ways. Of course, she's very happy when Mercury enters Libra because she's leading the parade right now. She's ahead of everybody else. Um, and so Mercury, he isn't going to catch up to her, but, you know, she's like, oh, Mercury, you're coming. Oh, great. Thanks. Good. Looking forward to it. So there's a there's an energy where the two of them aren't going to be fighting anymore. They've been a little contentious with each other lately, Mercury and Venus. And so they're going to be getting along. So that's good. So if you had a little squabble with a friend about something, you know, this is a week where you can maybe uh, mend that or kind of step into it. I would wait until after the Hammer of Thor on the first, but kind of think about, well, what would that look like? And then we're going towards... Uh, the energy is moving for moving us all forward in a good way. Um, we're also coming up with new strategies and procedures September 1st and 2nd as Mars and Virgo is opposite Pallas Athena and opposite Neptune. And, of course, at that point, the hurricane will have hit Louisiana and we will know, you know what the water did. Mars, Virgo, Neptune, water, right? So we'll see that story unfold. We also have Saturn in Aquarius trine series in Gemini, which is a dual energy of understanding stuff. And we also have Vesta in Libra in a heart. She and Venus both are in hard aspects to the nodes of fate, kind of speaking to us about home and hearth and what we want that home and hearth to look like. Venus and Vesta meet on the 3rd of September. So many people are buying homes, moving, shifting properties. So that day, that that September 3rd, has a lot of energy about I'm ready to move out in the world in a new way. Uh, Mercury this week, kind of quiet. Let me give you the degrees of the sun. I forgot to do that part. Uh, The sun is running from 6 Virgo to 12 Virgo. And as I mentioned, the Hammer of Thor on September 1st. It also today has a square with the nodes of fate. Watch who you meet. A lot of health aspects, the 29th and the 30th, or stress aspects. Just kind of part of the deal of Venus in Virgo in a hard aspect to Neptune and Athena. So it's got a little stress, like, okay, this is the plan. Uh, I'm a little anxious about it. Okay, well, you know, proceed. So recognize this can be a week of extra anxiety where you can feel a little more anxious, and also a week where we're looking at relationships with Virgo Square uh, Juno and saying, is this a relationship I want to stay in? And that square happens on September 4th. Um, Of course, we're going towards Labor Day, um, which is a holiday here in the States that celebrates the end of summer. So we're looking at our partnerships and our relationships. Mercury this week runs from 29 Virgo to 8, 9 Libra. Uh, he has a positive aspect with the nodes on the 3rd of September, so watch who you meet. And, of course, he enters Libra on August 30th around 1 in the morning, uh, tomorrow, you know, tonight. So make your to-do list today. Uh, and he has a trine to Jupiter on the 4th, which is, okay, this is the plan. And he has a trine to Ceres on the 5th saying, okay, let's earn great. Mercury in Libra is a very active little guy. He he just loves creating things and getting stuff done and shaking hands and doing deals. So this is a great week for getting those deals done and moving into the next chapter. Uh, Venus, as I mentioned, is in Libra. She's at 20 Libra and she gets to 25 
this week, and she has that. The hard aspect for her is the square to Pluto. Plus, she does have some, you know, disturbance about who she wants to be in relationship with on September 2nd. And she also hits Vesta on the 3rd of September, which says, okay, home beautification project, life beautification project. Time to clean it up, get looking good, get it all ready. Mars this week is 21 to 24, Virgo, aspecting Neptune, aspecting Athena, aspecting Vesta, changing those things, and aspecting in a hard way. So he's saying get rid of it, clear it out, and then he has a sesquiquadrate with Saturn on the third inviting change. Um, Saturn trine series, um, that's what am I going to partner, how am I going to partner for creative energies, and then Vesta has aspect to the nodes of fate, home and hearth, September 2nd, we're going to, you know, the waters will recede and we will see what's going on, but it's also, you know, clearing out your own house and making those changes, and of course Vesta stationing on August 30th. On to the moons, the moons this week, um, we're going to have a new moon next um, Monday, the 6th, on Labor Day, right? So um, and that'll be a Virgo moon at 14. Uh, um, so this week we're working with the moon. In, today it's in Taurus in the morning, and then it shifts into Gemini. Um, and Taurus moon had a nice closing aspect. The Gemini moon at 12.42 p.m., right around lunchtime, uh, is in there. Uh, Sunday, Monday, and it goes void at 4.48 p.m. on Tuesday, the 31st, with a trine to Jupiter. So that's a very productive, helpful moon. As I mentioned, Monday morning, you know, bright and early this morning uh, at 1.10 a.m., the moon, Mercury is going to go into Libra. So moon and Mercury are really kind of having a good time of it um, because they're both in air signs. They're both communicating. Uh, moon goes void on Tuesday afternoon around 4.48, and it is void until it goes into Cancer all Tuesday night. And it goes into Cancer on uh, 1.26 a.m. Wednesday morning. It's in Cancer Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at 1.47. Uh, 1.37 a.m. is void with an opposition to Venus. So Moon in Cancer opposite Venus. That's a separating aspect. That's an ending aspect. That's a releasing aspect. That's saying, wow, look at what happened, right? Um, And it does have, I'm sorry, it goes void with an opposition to Pluto. I think I said Venus there. Um, But it goes void, moon goes void with an opposition to Pluto on the 3rd. So that's the tough days. Uh, Monday, uh, Wednesday, you know, for the Donald Blandford days, the DB days, the tough day is Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday because the opposition is taking place with Mars and Neptune, we also have the moon in Sir. So people are going to be feeling really emotional and very sensitive and a little overwrought. You know, this energy is tough. Uh, it's not an easy world right now. So this is a good time to take care of your people, take care of your friends, take care of people that um, that you want to just connect to. And, you know, and obviously you know astrology, so a lot of your friends are coming over and going, like, what's going on? And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's the astrology. Hammer of Thor, man, you know, Hammer of Thor knocking things out of the park. But check up on your folk. You know, I've heard about six sides this week. Um, uh, and I think it, we have to honor that people are really having a hard time and feeling very strong, strong, kind of at their last legs. So it's important to say, 
this will pass, this will change, and to find the joy in the small things. You know, bring somebody a brownie or a flower or do something that, you know, speaks to and touches their heart um, because the energy is a little intense, particularly Wednesday and Thursday. Those are the Donald days. Uh, the moon goes the deep. The moon goes into Leo on the Friday the third, uh, around noon, uh, and it's in Leo Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, which is nice because that's Memorial Day weekend, and it goes void at 10:22 a.m. with an opposition to Jupiter, so it can be a little party, a little party energy there. And then the um, moon is void on Sunday, and it goes into Virgo at 7.08, um, Sunday night. There will be a podcast next Sunday, a webinar. It's not set up yet for the new moon that takes place on Monday the 6th. Um, So don't look. It isn't up there yet, but we're going to have one. Um, And then the moon is in Virgo on Sunday the 6th and the 7th, and it goes void uh, on 3.30 in the afternoon on the 7th, and it goes void with a conjunction to Mars. So there's a lot of energy here as we go into the forward motion. Also Monday, uh, the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, right? So we're in the fall, Labor Day, Rosh Hashanah, new moon in Virgo. And that, even though that's an intense couple of days, Next Sunday and Monday, the moon is supportive, so people are going to really feel like they get stuff done, even if they're really feeling like they're going 90 miles an hour. So it's an intense day from activity, but it's not an intense day from stress. But it is a good time to make sure you reach out and connect with folks who are a little stressed or a little anxious or a little, you know, really feeling very overwhelmed. Because this next week is a little hard with the Aries Pluto Square and the Sedna Station, those deep emotions. Uh, You know, think of her sitting there hanging onto the boat. Her father's going to let her back in and he chops her fingers off with an axe. You know, I mean, it's like, do we really, you know, sometimes we look at the myths in the sky and we go... Do we really need to, you know, have these horrible things happen? And, I, you know, I was having a lot of philosophical conversations in my readings with folks this week um, about the nature of their lives, the nature of the structure of their lives, the choices they've made. And, um, you know, the, um, a lot of regret. And I, you know, a lot of, oh, you know, uh, that kind of energy, like I'm screwed up or whatever. And I I think we need to be a little easier on ourselves. We need to be a little kinder. We need to be a little, well, it's okay to criticize. It's okay to to do, you know, Virgo's a critical sign, right? So I'm very attuned to my own criticizing of my own self, but... You know, we have to be aware that with all these planets in Virgo, you know, it's kind of a pile-on, right? So don't pile on yourself. Um, figure out another way to use that Virgo energy. Figure out a plan to make it better. Figure out a plan or a process to do something. Come up with an approach, you know. So, And, and, and that can help, you know. So I have a good friend, Molly, um, and she and her sister, her sister had COVID and is a long hauler. She's got real, you know, symptoms and really has kept, her, you know, track of it with a little diary of all the things that have gone on so molly and kathy drove down and had an appointment at mount sinai um for the long haul program uh or nyu i don't know one of the one of the hospitals in the city that's doing long haul and they went in and met with the nurse practitioner and the nurse practitioner went yep 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 those are all side effects and laid out a program for getting better 
uh, from long-haul COVID, you know, what the level of inflammation was, what the level of antibodies was. So, uh, they, Molly, when I was talking to you, said, I, I feel inexpressibly better, and Kathy felt better because there was an acknowledgement of what was going on. So there's an important energy in the sky about acknowledging what's going on, but then saying, and we did the best we could, and now that we've been acknowledged and recognized, now we can make a plan to work with it, to help it shift, to help it change. And that's really why we're here. It's not going to be perfect. It's not supposed to be perfect. You know, regrets, I've had a few. You know, the Frank Sinatra song. But we have to do, we have to honor that regrets are somehow how we learn. Problems are somehow how we figure things out. And you want to look for validation this week of the choices you've made. Or if you're receiving criticism for the choices, you want to say, well, what else? You know, yes, there there were things that could be improved, totally. You know, we're watching the withdrawal in Afghanistan and everybody's weighing in and criticizing it. But whenever you break up with somebody, it's a little messy, you know. Uh, and what uh, what are we going to do about it? You know, that's the space. What's the next step? Where can we direct our energy in helping the process move forward? And so if we do that, it's not that we're going to have problems of the world, but where can you help the process move forward? And we will see that again in a couple of days. That storm's going to hit the southern part of the country. We're going to see it move forward. We're seeing it with people out west. Their houses are getting burned down. And they come back and there's embers. And they look and they go, well, I'm still here. I have to move forward. You can sit on the rock a little bit and, and feel sorry for yourself. Totally not saying don't do that but recognize that it's part of the process of life. And then we figure out next, okay. And I don't mean to be luxury. I mean to be kind because people are feeling really overwhelmed, really overwhelmed. So seek out the people that you know that are feeling really overwhelmed and tell them you love them and tell them you appreciate what they've done and how they've helped. And um, consider signing up for Omega and learning about the changes and the evolution in spirituality and consciousness that we're having. And have a, have a great week. Um, I just want to give you all a big hug and reach out to the people in your life that are really running tight, even the ones that don't tell you, because a lot of the people that killed themselves, uh, people didn't have a warning, didn't have a clue what was going on underneath. So... Um, gentle out there be gentle out there uh and ortley wishing you a wonderful wonderful week of august 29th as summer uh comes to a close and there's a beautiful breeze blowing in my window here uh off we go have a great day bye-bye it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.